You are Locked On 76ers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. My name is Keith Pompey. Happy Friday to you. It's Friday. It's November the 2nd. You know, I just want to let y'all know, by now, a lot of you people know that I am the host of the Locked On 76ers podcast, but I also am the 76ers beat writer for the Philly Inquirer and Daily News. My stuff appears on philly.com, and as you know, this is... uh, the only podcast that covers the 76ers that comes out five days a week. To open, I want to talk about the 76ers 122 to 113 victory last night over the Los Angeles Clippers. Joel Embiid went off. He really went off. 41 points, 13 rebounds. Four block shots. Coming up in our second segment, I want to talk about TJ McConnell. TJ didn't play. He got a DMP coach's decision. His his minutes have been like basically limited the last couple games. You know, TJ, man, would be a backup point guard getting quality minutes on just about any other team, but not for the Sixers. He's not right not right now because of Markel Folks. Talk about that. And thirdly, I want to talk about Furkan Korkmaz again. Furkan basically made it known that he never really got an opportunity to play under Brett Brown while he's been here. So, I want to talk about him. All right? But first, before we get into everything, I really want to talk to y'all about, you know, if you really want to do some sponsorship here, if you know someone that does sponsorship here, you know, if you really want to make some money, this is a, a podcast that I know a lot of guys listen to. I mean, especially the whole locked on network thing. Um, you can get here, you get some advertising, you know, you, you get your product out there, and all you have to do is email me. You can email me at K E Pompey P O M P E Y at Yahoo.com and we can discuss, you know, how to go about going doing the, the advertising thing. All right. But first Let's just talk about, like I said, last night's game. To me, this was a solid win for the 76ers. You know, it wasn't a road win. They desperately need a road win. I mean, if you look at their record, they're 5-4 they're and four overall. All five victories came at home. All four losses were on the road against quality ball clubs. But this was by far their stiffest competition at home. It wasn't at always pretty now. I mean, the Sixers had a 22-point lead in the second quarter. They blew it. They were down by four. They had to battle back. 
And then every time they would go up, they every time they would go up and get a nice, comfortable lead, the Clippers kept chipping away. But, like I alluded to earlier, Joel Embiid had 41 points. He had a game-high 13 rebounds. Of course, his 41 points were a game-high, too. He had a game-high four blocks. He shot the ball 16 for 32 times. He was 3 for 8 on 3, 6 for 9 from the foul line. Now, the funny thing is, Joel always talks about bully ball. Marcin Gertat and Montel Harrell, the top two centers for the Clippers, basically almost fouled out in the first half trying to guard him. That's what the Sixers need. That's what they want. They want him to be down there, be really disruptive on the offensive end. I know it sounds crazy to say disruptive on the offensive end, but I'm talking about getting in the guy's space and going hard to the rim, drawing fouls, you know, make the, like just making the game a physical, uh, a physical thing. And that's what he did. You know, he also shot some threes. But to me, it's like once he gets out there and he's really dominant, you can't stop him on the block when he's dominant on the block. When he comes out and he starts settling for threes early on, no, no. It's like, okay, you know, to me, he lose a lot of, loses a lot of his effectiveness. But I think he stepped up. You know, he had a, he had a heck of a game. I mean, when you look at it, you know, right now, Joel Embiid has scored at least 30 points and grabbed 10 rebounds. In six of the Sixers' first nine games. The last player to do that, do that in six of their first nine games was Hall of Famer Carl Malone during the 1988-89 season. I mean, put that in perspective. I mean, Carl Malone. And then he became the first Sixer to score 40 or more points in a home game since Allen Iverson back during the 2000 and was, I believe, 2006 season. I, I got to double check with that one. But, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, it's been a long time since someone has done that, right? Now, another takeaway from this game was the play of, of Markel Folks. You know, I thought Markel Folks had his best game. I mean, Markel Folks had 12 points. He was 5 for 10 shooting. He had nine turnovers and five assists. The thing is, you know, Markel didn't shoot a three. He was he shied away from jumpers. But you know, he looked good in that third quarter. Actually, Markel and Mike Muscala basically brought the team back when they were struggling. You know, so you have to give Markel a lot of credit for the way he played. Ben Simmons, he had a Ben Simmons type game. He had 14 points. He had 11 assists. The good thing is he only had two turnovers. 
I mean, when you think about it, he had 11, a career-high 11, in the Sixers' last game on, on, on Tuesday. And he comes back with two. So when you see that, you know, the, the guy had a, had, a, had a good game. I mean, all in all, I think the Sixers played well. Now, I did say to people, in order for the Sixers to win, and, you know, I didn't know Joel was going to get 41, but I believe that Robert Covington had to have a phenomenal game. That's what I was telling people. He had to have a phenomenal game. He did. He had 10 points, 7 rebounds, 3 blocks, 4 steals, 2 assists. Cove was 4 for 5 shooting and 2 for 2 on 3-pointers. You know what I mean? I believe that the Sixers are a quality ball team, a team that's tough to beat when Covington is in the mix. When Covington's making his shots and Covington's playing pretty good defense, the Sixers are tough. I mean, that's the problem. I mean, we know that J.J. Redick, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid are going to show up to play, but they need production from Cub. You know, they need protection from Dario. Dario, he's still struggling. He was one for 80. He had five points. You know, Markel is the Markel folks experiment right now. But Cove, Cove has to step up. And I felt like he did. I felt he did. Well, I felt like, shucks, he did. He did uh, last night. And that's the reason why the 76ers basically won this thing. I mean, Covington, when Covington is hot, the Sixers are hard to beat. Hard to beat. So, you know, I want to, uh, you know, on, in the next segment, like I said, you know, I want to talk to you guys about TJ McConnell. But before we do that, a little word from a sponsor.
All right, y'all. Coming up next, you know, in the third segment, like I said before, I want to talk to you a little bit about Furcon Court Mods. But first, let's just talk about T.J. McConnell. You know, T.J. McConnell is right now, you know, as long as Markel folks and Ben Simmons stay on the roster for this season, and believe me, Ben Simmons isn't going anywhere. I mean, I don't know about Markel folks because it's evident that he and Ben can't play together. And it's evident that the 76ers want to work with him and make sure that he gets back or make sure he lives up to being the first overall pick in the 2017 draft. But TJ McConnell, like, it's kind of shocking that he got a DMP coach's decision. I mean, here's the same guy that a couple games ago, the 76ers were basically relying heavy on him, heavily on him to do things. I mean, think back to the Detroit Pistons game when the Sixers lost 133 to 132 in overtime. TJ McConnell played 32 minutes, one second. Ben Simmons didn't play that game. Markell did start. But he played 32 minutes, one second. He had 10 points. He had eight assists. He had one steal. He was five for eight from the field. And he played from the 10-minute, 12-second mark of the fourth quarter through the entire overtime quarter, right? The game before that, TJ had eight points, four assists, four rebounds, and he shot four for seven from the field. In 25 minutes and 22 seconds, right? And then all of a sudden, he gets a DMP. In a, in a game where his grit would matter. I know, I, I, you know, the rotation right now thing is a little confusing to me. I get it. I know you got to get Markel's. Confidence up. I get all that. But if I'm TJ McConnell, I'm saying to myself, like, hey, y'all had a chance to trade me to Phoenix. Why are you keeping me? Why am I not playing? I mean, you know, you got to give TJ some credit. I mean, Furkan Korkmaz, and we'll talk about him in the third segment, but Furkan Korkmaz is keeping it real. Like, he's saying, hey, they didn't pick up my option. I, you know, basically asked for a trade. I didn't get an opportunity. I mean, he's a first-round. TJ wasn't a first-round. TJ was an undrafted player who battled. Who might have started a couple games, several games throughout his career. 
he's just being the guy down there, waving the towel, like cheering on guys, doing everything he can to help the team. But for him not to play in a game where he could have helped the Sixers, I don't know, it's just a little mind-boggling to me. And for him not to play, especially two games after he had played 14 minutes and 22 seconds, and then five games or six games after he had 32 Play thirty-two minutes. I mean, I mean, look at it. Look, look at this. Look at this. T.J. McConnell's first game, he played twenty-two minutes, twenty-six seconds. Second game, he was only on the floor for four minutes fifty-one. Third game, he was on the floor for twenty-five minutes, twenty-two seconds. Fourth game, thirty-two minutes, one second. Then the next game, four minutes fifty-two seconds. The game after that. 14 minutes, 22. After that, 6 minutes, 2 seconds. Next game, 7 minutes, 48 seconds. And then a DMP. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just a little confused right now. And, and I get it. I know you want to play Markel. And you have to play Markel. But there are some lineups out there that I feel like T.J. McConnell could get in and, and play more. You know, especially when you got right this particular time, you know, Dario Saric is getting more averaging more fouls than made field goal attempts. You know, I mean, this guy was, you know, he, he, you know, he struggled. And there's some lineups where you can go to Ben or Mike Muscala as a four and have TJ on the floor, you know, doing things. Now, part of the problem is, I get it, Ben, neither Ben nor Markel or Markel can can make a shot outside. I get that. So you need them on the ball. But I think as a team moving forward, and I know Brett Brown knows this, T.J. McConnell has to play. He has to come in there and do what he does to help this team moving forward. And maybe that's why this team is struggling on the road, you know, because you got to give this guy more minutes than just garbage points, garbage, garbage minutes. But that's where we are. Hey, look, if your company is interested in men, Advertising to men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On 76ers is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men 18 to 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. Like I said before. Email me at kepompey at yahoo.com to find out about doing this sponsorship. Now, coming up before the end of the show, like I promised, we're going to talk about Furcon Corp Mines. But 
Here's a word from our sponsor. Okay, y'all. So, yesterday, before the game, you know, the Sixers, by now we, well, if you don't know, the 76ers did not pick up for Concord Ma's third-year option for $2.03 million, right? Um, the guy... You know, the 21-year-old has only played in 19 <coughs> career games, including five this season. Including to, in addition to not playing because of the coach's decision, Cork Mize was also sidelined 43 games last, last season with a Liz Frank injury to his left foot. He has averaged just 1.4 points in 5.6 minutes in two seasons with the team, right? So, he wants to be traded. I mean, he requested a trade before the season. I mean, not before the season, but he requested a trade before the the deadline to pick up his option. Sixers didn't do it. They were saying that, hey, we're thinking about trading him, getting rid of him. Well, he wants out. And he even said that he doesn't think he got an opportunity, a fair opportunity to play. His quote was, I feel like I didn't really have that opportunity. 
Last year, I was injured for a long time, and this year, just a couple of games in the garbage time he played. It wasn't like good rotation minutes for me. That's why I feel like I didn't get that opportunity to show on the court what I got, right? Um, and he says, if I'm not getting minutes here, I just don't want to, I just want to look for other options. I don't know what the options right now are. I just, just try to be on the court. You know, the thing about this is, you know, the sad thing is, it's just that this is another draft pick, another first round pick, the Sixers drafted. It just won't work out here. I think Furkine can play. You know, his defense is a little shaky. He's a little slender. But I've seen signs that tell me that this guy can score points. He can get buckets. It's just that right now, when you look at it, you got Landry Shemet. You have Zaire Smith coming back. You have Markel Falks. You have McConnell. And McConnell's not even getting minutes. Consistent minutes. It's just hard for him to get on the floor. I mean, he shows signs in the summer league, and I know he had 40 points in the summer league, right? But that's the summer league. So when you look at the Sixers, and I hate to say this, you look at what Brian Colangelo did. Like, this is a guy that Brian drafted. There's no allegiance to people that Brian drafted. Now, now you can, in the past, you would say, I don't want to let, like, get rid of this guy or let him go because it looks bad. Now it's like, hey, that's what Brian Colangelo did. That's on him. So people aren't as apt to doing things like they used to. But I wish this guy a lot of luck. Hey, y'all, I want to thank you for listening and have a great day. See you tomorrow.